This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians. With your host, Senior Financial Advisor Rob McClelland and Mike Conan of Asante Capital Management. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I will be discussing economic predictions. Mike, many years ago, we used to have an economist, I forget the individual's name, he would come out to our client events and do a great presentation on what may or may not be happening in the coming year. And it was a very popular event with clients. We thought we were adding a lot of value to our clients. And at the time, we were using actively managed funds, and we thought all of that information was important. Why do we feel a little different about economic predictions today? I think sometimes people misunderstand economics. Everyone thinks economics is the study of being able to predict the future. It really isn't. Economics is still an important part of of understanding how finances work, but economics is more about understanding how the economy works. Now, understanding how the economy works and predicting what's going to happen in the future are two totally different things. So we're not saying economists are useless. They're not. It's very important to understand what goes on so in the future we can make adjustments on how we do things to make sure things don't repeat themselves, mistakes that we've seen in the past. But the idea of the economists being able to predict what's what's going to happen in the next six months to 12 months is just unreasonable. So I came across an interesting summary, and this was the economic predictions for 2023 of the seven Canadian financial institutions or banks as we know them. I'm not going to name any individual banks. That wouldn't be fair, and I know our compliance department would not like it. But what I did do is I did a little little math to try and figure out what some of those predictions look like and what was the range of their predictions, what were, what were they basing on, the number off of from the previous year, 2022, and then what was the average of the group of those predictions. So we're going to start with real GDP, so gross domestic production, and that's really telling you whether the economy is growing or shrinking. And normally you like to have that GDP number in that sort of 2 to 3% range, ideally. If your economy is growing at 2 to 3% a year, everybody seems happy. Every, everybody, everything seems to work. So in 2022, even though the stock market was down, real GDP in Canada was up 3.6%. And the Canadian market finished the year down about 10%. So the average of these predictions for 2023, they're predicting a much lower GDP. Their average prediction is just half a percent, which is almost a recession because the minute it goes negative for two quarters, then it's a recession. And so then I looked at the range and all of them were in a group think here. They predicted anywhere from 0.02 to 0.07. So basically no growth at all in GDP in this country in 2023. Next, we move to probably the more interesting number, which was inflation. So, Mike, what was the 2022 average of inflation? What, 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 did, we, what did prices go up last year? We had a high inflation last year. We're at 6.8% in 2022. So that's been the highest it's been in many, many years. 
Um, the average that was predicted by the banks, which seems pretty neutral because it's about what uh, the government has said they try to get uh, inflation down is about 3.5%. I believe the government was going for 2 to 3% in that range. And we know they're not going to hit it by the end of the year. So that's a pretty safe bet on average. But again, the banks would range from the lowest being a 2.9% to the highest being a 4%. So that's a pretty tight range. They're between 1.1%. All seven banks are with, within a, roughly a percent. Yeah. It may tell us something else about the banks that they're afraid to actually stand out and make a more aggressive call or a more negative call. Well, it'd be hard to guess much further than that because of the government, what the government has said, what they plan on doing, and they have control of interest rates. So really the government is going to bring in and CPI down to that level, no matter what it takes, which is a bit of a scary thought with where interest rates are going to go. Next was the unemployment rate. Unemployment has been a big issue since the pandemic. Unemployment rate obviously skyrocketed when the pandemic first hit, but shortly thereafter, the unemployment rate has been at, at its lowest level in over 40 years. It's funny when we say unemployment rate's an issue, it, we have the opposite issue. Unemployment is too low. That's what's driving everyone crazy right now. We're used to a higher rate of unemployment because that means people are naturally looking for jobs. Right now, there's a shortage of labor. We were just looking at a graph today that talked about how many layoffs have happened from the jobs. It's the highest number of layoffs coming from employers. And this is looking at North America. I think it's a US number. And yet, job, uh, jobless claims are down. People keep on getting new jobs. So for everyone who gets laid off, when you hear one of these high-tech companies laying someone off, it seems like there's two people willing to grab that person and give them the job. So it's a very precarious unemployment situation. So the unemployment rate last year was 5.3% in Canada. The prediction by the banks this year is 5.9%. So just a little bit higher, a little bit more than half a percent higher. And the range was really tight once again, 57 to 6.2%. These are some tight bell curves they're giving us, aren't they? They're very tight. They're really not putting their neck out on any of these estimates. What about the Bank of Canada rate, Mike? Why is that important? Bank of Canada rate, what's going to base the future interest rates? And that's what the whole market's been focused on. So that's been the most important part of how the markets have moved in the last six months, I would say, to do with Bank of Canada rates. We finished 2022 at four and a quarter percent. And, you know, the average estimate for next year, they do see it coming down by the end of the year. They have it at 4.18%. So they don't see much movement, but a small a small movement downward. And the range was from uh, 375 to 4.5%. So there's some banks that actually thought it would be up at the higher than it was uh, the previous year. It's interesting. So the range of 375 to 4.5%, in other words, they were thinking at best it only drops half a percent. And worst case scenario, it goes up only a quarter percent. That's, a, again, a really tight band in terms of predictions. I wish I had these numbers for 2022 to see how far off they were. I guarantee you they'd be a lot further off than these averages. Next, we're going to go to the number of rate hikes. And what this means is how many times the government is going to go in and raise interest rates. Now, we are here in March, and the government has already raised interest rates once and it was a quarter point, and they did that in January. So the banks are predicting this year, and remember they made these predictions at the end of last year, they're predicting an average of one 
In fact, all of them predicted just one increase, and the range was one to one. <laughs> so no variance whatsoever. So not a single Canadian bank is predicting another interest rate increase in this country. Well, it's funny because the, the the government of Canada doesn't even know what they're doing. Right? It, it was a, a very odd situation. We had the government of Canada say we're done with interest rate hikes. And all of a sudden, the Fed in the U.S. went and said they're going to have more interest rate increases, which all of a sudden created a problem because we made the announcement first. And if the U.S. raises interest rates and Canada doesn't raise interest rates, the currency drops, which creates inflation through because we have to import a lot of goods from the U.S. So Canada all of a sudden sits back and said, well, we weren't going to raise rates, but if the U.S. continues to raise rates, we're not going to really have a choice. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on. So it's funny trying to predict this from the outside when either government doesn't really have a clue what they're going to do next. And that interest rate prediction by the U.S. where they're going to continue to raise rates was prior to what's happened over the last week with two banks collapsing in the U.S. Yeah. And we keep on joking in the office right now that good new, bad news is good news. And I don't know how this is going to work out, but today happened this crisis with these two banks and the market was positive because the market's more concerned about if the government's going to raise interest rates or lower interest rates than they are worried about the collapse of two banks. Especially given that the government came in and protected all the depositors. Yep. Next is the number of rate cuts. So this is the opposite of rate increases. Do the banks believe the government is going to come in and actually start to lower interest rates? So what do those numbers look like, Mike? The average between them all is a little bit less than one. Cut. One cut. One cut between by now and December 31st. Yeah. But the range is pretty wide open. The range is between one and one, zero and three. The banks don't really have any concise opinion on what's going to happen in here. There doesn't seem to be any inside knowledge in that. No. Next, we go to 10-year government bonds. So 10-year government bonds are basically, you know, what can you borrow the money from, from the government and get a, a good, sorry, not borrow the money, but can you, will the government pay you if you give them money for 10 years? Last year, that number was 3.3%. The banks are predicting on average 2.9%, so very little change in that 10-year government bond. And the range is, again, pretty tight, 2.7 to 3.2. Yeah. See, we have a, a, what we call an inverted yield curve here. And this is not a normal situation. Historically speaking, generally, the longer you invest, the more interest you'll get from an investment. But you can see the short-term rates are, you know, 4.25 4, 4 to 4.5. And, and the long-term rates are sitting at 3.3. So you don't get paid. The expectation is that in the future, interest rates will go down. I mean, the thing that's better than economists is when you look at these, the government's 10-year bonds, because that's telling you what the government predicts is going to happen in the future. That tells you that uh, 10 years from now, they plan on interest rates being lower than they are now. That's why the rates are so much lower. So those are reasonable predictions. But again, predictions are only good over long term. They don't do much good over short terms. Next was the Canadian versus U.S. dollar. Finished the year at 74 cents. So, you know, we're in March break right now. Lots of people are traveling. A lot of people would go to the U.S. The Canadian dollar is, is near its low. Not near its low, but it's at the lower end of the scale. Started the year at 74%, or 74 cents. Most of the banks are figuring that it's going to finish the year at 75 cents. And the range is between 73 cents and 79. Here's what's interesting. We're already, as of today, I think it's 71 and a half. Yeah. And that's because the prediction was 
that the U.S. was going to raise rates a little more and Canada wasn't going to change rates. It's a long anymore. way to 79 cents, isn't it? It's a long way to 79 cents. That'd be great if you're traveling, if we got back to 79 cents. Yeah. And remember, this is a Canadian dollar that not that long ago was at par with the U.S. dollar. What about crude oil, Mike? What are the predictions on crude oil? We finished last year a little bit over $80, $80.26. The average between all the banks, they expect to be about $84 by the end of the year. And the range is somewhere between $75 and $90. So reasonable range on that one. Yep. Much more difficult to predict. It's certainly a global prediction because it's not just what's going on in Canada or the U.S. that drives the price of oil. And we've seen oil in the last, I think, 10 years between zero. And remember, I, I did say zero because <laughs> it did hit zero where it was actually negative and up to, I believe, $140 at some point. Yeah, so it's a huge range. So they, we're sort of in the middle there yeah, right now. Yep. One of the questions that I often get asked in meetings, Rob, you know, what do you think the next six months look like? And earlier in my career, I used to give an opinion. And, you know, if pushed really hard, I might give an opinion but it's not a prediction. And you can't predict what's going to happen. You can't predict whether rates are going up or down, whether the war with, the U, uh, with Russia and the Ukraine, is it going to end this year? Or is, are we still going to be here 12 months from now? We've already seen two banks collapse in the U.S. That wasn't predicted whatsoever. The trick is don't try to predict. Be prepared. Being prepared is way more important than predicted. And with a balanced portfolio, you're prepared for anything that's going to happen in the marketplace. I think the other piece is you cannot build an investment plan and strategy around predictions. If you happen to be working with a financial advisor who's building a strategy around predictions, you should look to find a new advisor. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. If you're looking for a financial advisor, visit our website at tmfg.ca or call us at 905-771-5200. This episode has been brought to you by the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. You've been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.